Pulled pork sandwiches had never been a comfort food of mine um, before I was pregnant. In fact, I can't remember having eaten it more than maybe once or twice beforehand and only very seldom since. But while I was pregnant with our first son, Fritz, for whatever mysterious reason, pulled pork sounded like just about the most delicious food possible. As I think um, most of you know, Fritz died suddenly and unexpectedly as an infant. And by the time we had made it around the year to what would have been his first birthday, a friend offered to bring us dinner. When she dropped it off, I saw that it was pulled pork. And I couldn't believe the coincidence. I exclaimed, surprised, that that had been the food that I had gone to such great lengths to track down when I had been pregnant. I know, she said gently, that was why she had made it for me. I was taken aback that she had paid such attention, that she had remembered some offhand comment I'd made many months before. The food was a comfort, but her care, it was her care that was a balm for me. My friend did this again the next year and the next. Even after she retired, she would drive from her home in Marin across the bridge to bring me her home-cooked pulled pork on my son's birthday. She knew it wouldn't change anything. And I think she also understood that it was a form of solace, and I needed it. How do we speak comfort into a time of fear and loneliness and heartbreak? How do we make that comfort real? Friends, this question weighs on me. I see the need. The stakes are high right now. What are we to do? Well, to begin with, I think we are to remember that we are not the first to come to this place of hardship. I hear the words from the prophet Isaiah, and I am transported, imagining the people who stand before him. They are weary, broken down. They have been for generations now. Jerusalem was sacked, destroyed their homes, their temple, everything. They have been living in exile, far from the land of their hearts, their culture, their faith. The loss in this exile is it's cumulative, I think, growing as it is passed down over time. It is into this exile that Isaiah speaks. 
This is where he brings God's word. And it is precisely into this pain that God calls for the gift of comfort. As Isaiah recounts it, God seems to be calling out for the whole heavenly host, for anyone, known or unknown, who will listen, prophets and divine messengers and anyone else, to deliver comfort to this stricken people. Enough is enough, the people hear God say. Yes, they have made some mistakes, some of them grave, But what has happened to them in exile? This has been far beyond anything they they could have warranted or brought upon themselves. And the comfort comes not just in the consolation that God does not desire this suffering for them. God's comfort flows through the prophet's words as the the promise of a hope that is embodied, one that is carried into their flesh. This makes a difference in hard times for that hope to be made so concrete. God does not come with platitudes or empty promises of cheap grace but instead offers a deep and real response to the suffering of these people. Isaiah Isaiah speaks of the path, the very ground under their feet that is being made level. He tells of how God is remaking it so that we can walk this way without the grind of climbing straight up a steep path nor with such risk as skidding down on the other side. God is calling instead for this way to be smoothed out, to let us walk calm and steady. The prophet tells of God feeding God's people as a shepherd feeds the flock, providing, making sure there is plenty, that it is good. And Isaiah describes the embrace that comes as God gathers us in close, gently held as a lamb in God's arms. This holy comfort is not theoretical, not simply an idea for us to consider, but tangible grace brought forth for our bodies. I am grateful that I am not living under the strife and hardship of exile. And even so, I am weary. I think we all are. I felt it more acutely this past week as we marked our son's birthday once again. He would have been seven. And it was strange not being able to gather with friends in the shape that has been so helpful in the past. But we found ways to remember and to give thanks and to breathe. It was Tuesday evening, the the day after my son's birthday, that I heard the doorbell ring and the kids bring in a package. 
I didn't give it much thought as I finished up my work. And a good while later, I went over to see what it was. I was met with a giant pink cartoon pig emblazoned across the side of this box with the words Oink Express across it. My jaw dropped and my eyes filled with tears. I had not talked to this friend in quite some time. And yet, even before opening the box, I knew exactly what it contained. Pandemic be damned, my friend had found a way to ship me pulled pork, to to wing comfort my way for this day that she knows will always pull my heart open. Shipping was a little unpredictable, she later explained, apologizing that it was a day late. It didn't matter. It was the promise of comfort made real there in my hands. And I knew once again that the prophet's words are true. This is the call friends, that we respond to our God who insists that now is the time to offer comfort, that now is the time to speak words of consolation, even in the wilderness, even if we have to get really creative to offer it. These words and acts of comfort, they belong in our times. I believe that this generosity of spirit is always good, always invited. But it is all the more so now, when we are called up short and strung out and maybe getting to the point where we are having a hard time fully believing this grace or trusting in this hope. This is precisely when we must enact this comfort, when we trust enough to make it real together. To be honest, I'm not sure how we're going to keep doing this in the days ahead. It sure feels like we have had our hands tied behind our backs several times over now. But we will. We will reach to offer this love and speak the hope of this comfort into being because it is who we are called to be. We will FedEx this love to each other if we have to. We will chalk it on the streets. We will scotch tape it to the windows. We will spell it out in Christmas lights. We will whisper it over the phone and sing it out of sync on Zoom. We will find a way. Comfort, oh comfort my people, says our God. God asks this of the whole heavenly host, and she asks it of us as well. And together, we will keep finding a way.